0: You're tuned into DK Mag Podcast Online source for horror, thriller and sci-fi entertainment news
1: Good evening ladies and gentlemen My name is Ken Artuz, founder DK Mag And you are listening to DK Mag Podcast This is season 6 and joining me as co-host this evening is...
2: Stacy Cox, staff correspondent for DK Mag Stitcher. Be sure to rate and review DK Mag on Stitcher, rating and reviews, and help us rank.
1: And also, you can find our podcast on Google Music, iTunes, Spotify. If you have Spotify, you could command your Google Home device. Just say, OK, Google, play DK Mag podcast be sure to visit our website at dkmag.com d-e-c-a-y-m-a-g.com and you can also find us across social networking platforms twitter instagram pinterest facebook at dkmag so this week stacy and i are going to be discussing the latest topics in horror movie television and of course, our trademark trailer first impressions. Without further ado, let's begin the K Mag podcast season six.
0: Movies Edge of Tomorrow sequel to develop.
1: Collider recently announced some insights for a potential sequel to edge of tomorrow and if you're living under a rock live well yeah this movie just came out not so long ago so most people would be familiar with this film edge of tomorrow stars Tom Cruise who is practically in every actioneer and he is also the face of mission impossible well anyway director Doug Liman. he provided some insights via an interview with Collider and here's what he had to say about the sequel for Edge of Tomorrow quote we are just working on the script now it's down to we have a window where we could go do it and we are frantically working on the script it's one of those movies that will only go make if we love the script it's not one of those things where the studio is pushing us to make it and they don't really care if it's good or not if the movie happens it would be because Emily Blunt Tom Cruise and myself are passionate about making it which is great place to be she doesn't need this movie he doesn't need this movie and I don't need it we're gonna make it if we believe in it we have the story that three of us love so we're going working hard on the script unquote well if you check on INDB the plot is unknown but we have a title of the film which is live die repeat and repeat and the Description is a follow-up to the 2014 sci-fi film, Edge of Tomorrow. Now, I have to note, Edge of Tomorrow is not a unique concept. If you have seen the film, or if you haven't seen the film, Edge of Tomorrow is a rip-off of the science fiction novel titled, All You Need Is Kill. And that was written by Hiroshi Sakaruzaka. So, Stacy, have you seen Edge of Tomorrow?
2: No, I haven't. I guess that means I'll live under a
3: rock. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: well, Edge of Tomorrow is one of those films that you could you either like it or you don't. Uh, Stacy. Uh, you have seen Happy Death Day, correct?
2: Yes, Happy Death Day idea.
1: So you're familiar with those films that the protagonist has to go and repeat the thing over and over and over again in order to solve the puzzle or whatever, defeat the bad guy, right? Yes. So that's basically edge of tomorrow but instead of a serial killer you have attacking aliens from another planet
2: oh okay
1: yeah there are countless films out there that provide the same synopsis and but it's just it's so repetitive not saying the concept but the film itself is so repetitive because as you've seen and happy death day she goes through the whole shit again and again and again and again yeah yeah it's just
2: yeah yeah after the second time it's just like all right come on we know how this ends now it was fun but let's get on with the movie
1: exactly exactly well i i like a film that changes the concept if you want to add something different sure but this, that repetitiveness is just like oh okay that he's going through that again really didn't you learn the first time you know what can you do anyway but Stacy let me point this out to you what happens if somebody tells you this about a film and this is what really stuck out from this quote that director Doug Lima said now, let me look for this quote right here He says that uh, one of those things where the studio p- is pushing us to make, which is they're not pushing him to make this film, he's, he's saying, and they don't really care if it's good or not. Uh, what, ha- what do you think about that? When somebody tells you the studio is not pushing us, so we don't care if it's good or not. Wh- what comes to your mind? Uh, uh,
2: uh, what comes to my mind is that you just don't care about life. <laughs> no, I mean, if that's the whole thing, like, you know what? Like, if, if that's how you feel, then don't make it. Because if you don't care if the film is good, then you're not going to put your all into making a good film. You're just going to put anything in there and just, you know and just release it and we're supposed to be in awe because it's
1: tom cruise and emily blunt like no No. right isn't that something that really caught me off guard is that hey tom cruise like i said he's the face of mission impossible i don't think what other film has he been in that is not like action and shit like that come on
2: Yeah,
1: that's true. But mm. I think I yeah. think his. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say no. That was a very bold statement right there.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, I found that to be, I don't, I don't know what he meant by that. Maybe, it's, maybe it's out of context or something. But uh, if someone told me, well, studios. They're not pushing us, so we don't care if it's good or not. But we just got to make it because we love it. Yeah, that, sh- that shit don't make sense to me.
2: Well, that doesn't sound like you love it if you don't care if it's good.
1: Right, it's contradictory, right? That's <laughs> it
2: is. It's very contradictory. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense.
1: It doesn't make sense at all. Well, anyway, I, I would suggest... I would, yeah, I would advise to check out uh, Edge of Tomorrow. But like I said, if you've seen one film that the protagonist keeps repeating the same thing over and over again, even if it's a different setting or the antagonist is different, it's just the same shit. For that, I'd rather play a video game because at least I feel more entertained controlling the character than just sitting for 90 minutes watching the same thing unfold on screen.
0: I agree. Leonardo DiCaprio stars in Manson movie.
2: Quentin Tarantino will direct a new Charles Manson movie, which is currently unnamed at this time. Set to star in the film is Leonardo DiCaprio. Tarantino also has his eyes set on Margaret Robbie, for the, soul, I mean, for the role of Sharon Tate, Tom Cruise and Al Pacino. The film is produced by Sony and is set in 1969. It is rumored to involve Charles Manson and the Manson family murders and is slated to debut in theaters on August 9, 2019. This marks the 50th anniversary of the La Bianca murders. That is all of the information known at this time as the production is kept under wraps. Stay tuned to dkmag.com for updates. Uh, now, Ken, when I, yeah, I love, I love, uh, you know, Charles Max is actually one of my favorite, you know, uh, criminals. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I love Al Pacino. But when, when I saw this, the only thing I could think is, another manson
1: movie are you kidding me what did you think about this well leonardo dicaprio i i I have grown to admire the actor's work at first that titanic movie kind of killed it for me i was like ah no not one of these heartthrob guys and he's trying to make a movie and the name but then he made other movies and each role was was fantastic so I am interested to see how his interaction will be in this Manson movie. I'm just curious because all every well I would say 80% of the films he's portrayed a character in is a intense drama So that's the, that's the thing that sticks out. And you mentioned Tom Cruise is in this project as well?
2: Well, Tarantino has his eyes set on Tom Cruise and Al Pacino. Um, Nothing saying that they are in it. Um, confirming that yet.
1: Uh, okay. Oh, of course, the Manson murders. Uh, that happened back in '69, '68, '69, I believe, yeah. and four persons, four victims, fell under Manson and uh, <clears throat> and his crew called the uh, Helter Skelter, which that was his posse, that was his gang. He brainwashed a few people and they went out on a murder spree, which the con- the conspiracy is that Sharon Tate uh, she was one of the of the victims uh, she was actually a sacrifice so you know hollywood has their dark side and for the director if you're a director actor singer you have to offer a sacrifice in order for you to become famous that is a conspiracy as some people label it as Illuminati and you know, other people say secret society. Whatever the case may be, that's one conspiracy point. Have you heard of something like that, Stacey?
2: Uh, yes, I have. Um, I find it very interesting, but there are always stories surfacing, though. You know, pretty much uh, got to sacrifice something in order to reach that level of fame that
1: you're trying to reach you know that status right and her husband reached a high status as a film director Roman Polanski and it happened just right after she was murdered so the conspiracy goes that Manson was a fall guy for these uh, whatever society they were they hired him to commit these murders and boom kind of weird and kind of fucked up in a way because sharon sharon tate was pregnant when she got killed
2: oh yeah that was awful
1: yeah so that's why i'm interested to see how leonardo dicaprio is gonna be in this film is because the story the crime is so raw at the time
2: but because... you know what and he's also supposed to play um isn't i mean whatever happened to this like he's supposed to be h.h H. holmes and devil in the white city whatever happened to that i think h.h H. holmes is a better serial killer for leonardo yes after all.
1: yes i think so too
2: i mean just the whole persona and everything you know like that's that's the perfect serial color for him and maybe like now that it says that you know tarantino has his like, set on al pacino i think like al pacino would probably be better suited for uh manson
1: yes i agree i, I agree. mean
2: come on really <laughs> <laughs>
1: i agree yeah. i agree
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. i think he he al pacino resembles manson with some good makeup just as long as he doesn't say say hello to my little friend
2: <laughs> <laughs> you better not no that'll
3: throw it all off like you
2: forget what set you're on? <laughs> cut do that again
3: retake <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, uh, right, but yeah, like, um, but now that you, and you talk about Tom Cruise is usually in action movies, like this sound like a different for him if he does, if he is confirmed to, uh, be on the set, it's like, wow, okay. We were just talking about how he's usually doing these action movies. This would certainly be different for Tom Cruise.
1: Right. I enjoyed Tom Cruise and like eyes wide shut that and vanilla sky those are films that were like whoa kind of deep very deep and now he's just into action if he gets involved in this manson movie yeah that would i'm curious to see how he will his role would be in this film as well but leonardo dicaprio as i stated he's a good good phenomenal actor and i agree with you stacy that h.h H. holmes character would fit more with leonardo dicaprio
2: Yes, it would. I'm up here like, wait a minute, because I'm like, you know, H.H. Holmes is another one of my favorite serial killers. So I'm like, I watched a documentary like three times. I'm like, no, that's the. So when I found out about Devil in the White City in production, I was like, yes, that's the perfect serial killer for DiCaprio. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute seriously Charles Manson like no they should have chose Al Pacino to do Charles Manson and maybe DiCaprio one of the flower
3: children or something <laughs> the like,
1: flower you know no 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 he, he can't do that I think he'll be uh, like a detective or something more powerful if, oh yeah it yes. does say that yeah no it does say that so then who's gonna be
2: Manson who is he looking at to be Manson
1: uh, Al Pacino, you gotta have Al Pacino, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. That cool. does make sense. Okay.
1: Perfect.
2: Yeah. He's supposed to be a detective. Okay. That makes me feel better. And and that makes me think that uh, that they've
1: actually thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quentin Tarantino, I'm on the fence on what he offers uh, for for his films. Kill Bill. In my, it, well, this is an opinion shared across the board. Kill Bill is heavily influenced on Japanese anime manga, so that's his source of infra, of influence. So, for the Manson film, I'm hoping he'll give that grittiness that a drama, well, let's say a psychological thriller drama needs. That grittiness uh, not go for some uh, elaborate eye candy type of thing oh, so in any event I'm looking forward to this Manson film I'm just curious how this is going to develop the
0: Chrysalis horror film in development Oh, Brendan
1: Dean's horror novel titled the Chrysalis it's described as the shining meets Alien Uh, we're all familiar with The Shining and most of us hopefully are familiar with Alien and in saying that Stacey have you seen Alien yet
2: I have yay all
1: right finally because I was about to say before I concluded with my presentation hey it's about time you watch Alien So how was that for you by the way before i continue it's was, it was good right
2: <laughs> yes yes i like that i haven't watched the other movies yet now i haven't watched you know aliens and however many there are <laughs> but uh, i liked it i really enjoyed it
1: but well, that is a good start so when i read this presentation well this article about the crystallis and it's com- uh, combining The Shining meets Alien. I'll say, okay, how is this going to work? Uh, you have an alien creature in a hotel. Is that what it is? No, is a hotel in outer space? Uh, I don't know what that comparison is leaning towards. But anyway, the novel, it's, it, this is what the novel is about. A 20-something couple who are forced out of New York City and buy an old house in the suburb. With the husband, he gets a job as a big bucks corporate person and his pregnant wife opens a small gym catering to moms to be. They make friends despite their worries about becoming boring suburbanites, but they also discover something growing in the basement which begins to slowly destroy their lives now that's the description of the book in no way possible does that book lean towards the shining or alien nevertheless a movie is in development to bring this novel to the big screen what is your opinion on this, Stacey? I'm on the fence on what this film is supposed to offer.
2: Um, well, I'm not along with you, actually. Um, it definitely doesn't sound like The Shining and Alien. Um, I guess it's one of the movies that we will have to wait and see um, because based on the synopsis alone, it's like, huh? It sounds very different.
1: But, you know, when we actually watch the movie, then it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Exactly. So the film does not have a director or the cast. And this is taken from Variety. They first published an article about this upcoming film. And it stated that West Ball's Oddball Production and Gotham Group, they're the production team behind making this novel into a feature film so it's one of those stories that are currently in development and us here at Mag will follow up once more information is available but uh, I need to see something this this does not ring to me as suspenseful the Maybe if I read the novel, I could get some insights like really absorb the story. But based on what they provide in this article and this novel description, I don't know. It feels more like a TV series. I would see something like this on Netflix. What do you say?
2: Yes. Definitely.
1: This is something I would watch. It, It has suspense I'm guessing psychological thriller do you see a horror in- involved in this Stacy no I don't think so right um,
2: you no know, I actually well based on the um, synopsis, it looks more like a comedy suspense <laughs> or something <Comedy. laughs> that's what it sounds like <laughs> yeah yeah it, it sounds more like a Comedy suspense, or <laughs> right, despite their words becoming spores, the word. they also discover something growing in the basement, which slowly which begins to start to.
3: <laughs> Is you laughed because of <laughs> that, that sounds
2: like a... I'm sorry, that well... sounds like a... <laughs> goosebumps don't go into the basement, <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: hey. Uh, they discover something growing in the basement. Hey, it, it could be
3: weed, but it right. begins to destroy their lives. Weed does not destroy their lives, so we could x that one out. Oh. Is mold is mold growing in the basement. I don't know. It's just so vague that
2: it kind
3: of it kind of sounds
1: like the
2: premise of a goosebumps story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking of like, don't look in the basement or something like that. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I, yeah. I guess I guess we're gonna have to pick up pick pick up the book. Uh, according to the article, it doesn't release until September. Let me just verify my source. The novel, which would be published in September. Okay, so the novel is published in September. Not out yet. They're making a movie of a book that's not out yet. Uh, I still don't see The Shining meets Alien. Hey. Like uh, like Enid always says, we're going to have to wait and see.
0: Gemini Man cast developments. So
1: Ang Lee is slated to direct a film starring... Will Smith and the production team behind his upcoming action slash science fiction film is from Skydance and Paramount. Clive Owen is already attached to this film and this is according to the Hollywood Reporter. Clive Owen's character, he's going to portray the head of a cloning program and he is going to be the antagonist of the film. Will Smith on the other hand, no surprise here, is going to play the hero. Woo whoop-de-doo. So he's playing two roles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, pl- he's playing two roles here.
3: <laughs>
1: I say whoop-de-doo because when was the last time we see Will Smith and as a villain? I don't... Hey. Right, that is true. He's
2: always playing the hero. He's
1: always playing a good guy.
2: Well, what... what yeah. What yeah. about in um hmm? Suicide Squad? Wasn't he a no, villain in there? Hey, he was Suicide in, Squad, does that
1: count? No, that doesn't count. He's a that That's classified as anti-hero. So he's a hero, even though he's okay. a villain. So he's an anti-hero. So still, that does not count. Hey, Will Smith... You, you need to bro, you know, change. Be diverse. Be a hero. Be a villain. But uh, yeah, that would also amount to why he his roles are going down. His films are going down. Hey, you need to be diverse. But well, anyway, check out check out this role that he's playing. Uh, he's gonna play two roles, and one of one of which is a good guy one of which is a bad guy he is playing the role of Henry an aging assassin who wants to get out of the business but finds himself in a battle with the ultimate opponent his clone who is 25 years younger and at the peak of his abilities okay now let's let's discuss this film here the description here says a unique actioneer i beg to differ uh jet lee was in a film titled the one and the synopsis reads a rogue multiverse agent goes on a manhunt for versions of himself getting stronger with each kill with only one version remaining He races against the clock to finish him and become the one. Uh, That doesn't seem to be unique to me, if another film already has the same concept. So Stacy, we discussed Will Smith. What about this film? What do you think about this?
2: Uh, Well, um, I agree with you. Um, I would like to see uh, Will Smith in a different character, but um, I like Clive Owen. I know he's not confirmed, he's in talks, but uh, I like Clive Owen. Uh, I guess last I seen him was in um, Law Abiding Citizen. Was he? I think, no, was that Clive Owen? I think I'm thinking of someone else.
1: Oh, We're going to jump on, on to INDB so right yeah. now. <laughs>
2: yeah uh, it's a it's a recent film one of these
1: days I won't have to cheat on INDB <laughs> INDB has become a um, go-to source I'm telling you let's see well um Valyrian oh, and the city maybe- of a thousand planets he's been in that one uh intruders and hey the guy has he, you know, he... I'm
2: thinking of Sin City, oh,
1: Sin City, Sin City. Wow. Ah, no, that's going back a yeah, few well, years, that's,
2: that's kind of back. Yeah,
1: 2005. Back back.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So 2005. Yeah. I was thinking of somebody, else, but no, Clive Owen is good as well. So, um, the, the cast is definitely, uh, promising. So I guess, um, watch the movie and we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That, yeah that's what, that's uh, yeah. all we can do right uh, Clive Clive Owen he, he, if you look at his filmography that's diverse I uh, see he's done action yeah. and he's done drama and yeah that's that's what you call diverse and that's what Will Smith needs to do seriously like his what was that last film for Netflix Bright uh, you like that film I, I, oh yeah bright. you you enjoyed it it was
2: pretty good but like I said it was just lacking a lot like it left a lot of questions so as I said hopefully this sequel that's coming out will answer those questions
1: yeah Yeah.
2: but it it was I mean it was both good but it was also it was easy for but it was also confusing because of like a lot of I mean a lot of necessary uh, things were just left out of it it's like okay what's going on here and why this and why that You know, so it's like, in a way, it kind of felt rushed. But because they're making a sequel, that makes me feel a little better, and maybe that they'll, you know, touch on those subjects in the sequel.
1: Well, hopefully, and Bright has been one is one of those films that critics and film viewers are on the fence about. Some like it, some don't, and I. I, it's good the film is good because it's an action film but for fantasy and all that stuff it's kind of weird it's weird seeing that type of perspective because it, it just reminds me of like men in black and that other film where uh, shoot it was another film with the same way that the these two cops were in a fantasy world they were law enforcement ah, I forgot the name of whatever but it just reminds me of stuff like that doesn't seem original in that way anyway so will you be buying a ticket to Germany man Stacy
2: uh maybe <laughs> maybe just, just for
1: Clive
3: Owen right.
2: We'll see. <laughs> Just for clive Owen. Yeah, yeah, clive Owen. all All for you, clive Owen, All for you.
3: There you go, there you <laughs>
2: go.
0: Television. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost developed Paranormal TV.
1: Okay, Stacey. I know you are familiar with Shaun of the Dead. I am. I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with it. You have
3: what? Uh, I mean you. No, you, I haven't you,
2: seen it. I know. Oh,
3: um, <laughs> you said you saw Alien. I was so happy. they you say you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. God, we're back to square one.
2: <laughs> no, I've heard a lot about it, and I've seen like the trailer. I just haven't watched
1: it yet. It's it's a cult classic. I tell you, mm. I the british comedy with horror i british they, they know how to, how to how to blend comedy and horror so well the americans the only the only comedy horror that really sticks out is zombie land that's the only one in my opinion oh
2: but, yeah i like i love zombie wait
1: you said zombie land right yeah zombie land that's yeah, yeah, I, I love
2: zombie land I have seen that. Right. Oh, man. Woody
1: Harrelson, you know. Oh, come on, Woody, Woody Harrelson is
2: awesome.
1: Awesome guy, uh, good actor. But yeah. <coughs> the topic that I'm presenting is, and I do, I brought up Shaun of the Dead because actors Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are in Shaun of the Dead. Now. since then they have been in many films they have produced but recently they unveiled their indie production company titled stolen pictures and that was unveiled last year so they have a few projects in the work and one of them is titled truth seekers and that's a half hour comedy horror about a three-person paranormal investigation team now we know that Fox has a concept already presented a series about two guys who are paranormal investigators and it's a hard comedy I haven't watched it yet um, perhaps I'll catch it on Netflix when the series is up but check out the the comment here for truth secret Simon Pegg states the following quote each episode is gonna be an adventure a potential haunting or something our start as a very parochial idea a very small business venture for these people but it will expand as the series goes on to be something far more global it's a language everyone understands the mystery of the unknown Shaun of the Dead was a very parochial story set in North London and somehow it managed to get this global reach because everyone understands the language of zombie movies unquote Stacy I I love that statement right there he's In other words, he's creating a project that everyone would understand using paranormal uh, investigation as the subtext. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: I think so, too. Um, And it actually. um, It's also um, kind of reminding me of what's the. Do you remember that uh paranormal um film you had me watch not too long ago for review? Remember it was it aired like years ago.
1: Uh right, yes, yes, yes. Um,
2: you but, remember it? Uh, yes what is it? Oh uh, Ghostwatch.
1: Ghost Ghostwatch, watch, yeah. But it... well, that was more right? serious. Ghostwatch?
2: Yeah,
1: it kind can... Ghostwatch yeah. was more serious um, though. There was no comedy in that. If you think Ghostwatch was comedy, there's there's something wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) That that was supposed to be a... Well, you could say found footage type of uh, thing. Right. And it was supposed to be like a war of the worlds. Like, make people believe that it was actually happening when it wasn't. That's pretty very imaginative
2: i thought that i thought that was genius right there That's because genius. when i was like i was like wow like wait a minute is this real or not like it like and we always talk about we talk about found footage a lot and how most of the time probably like 90 95 percent of the time it sucks but those that, that was one of the few rare found footage movies that really you know played well
1: oh exactly exactly and, yeah, as you mentioned, it's very few. I'm trying to remember anything else that really relates to this. But, yeah. that. Well, Fox, as I mentioned, they have a comedy horror. There's two paranormal investigators. Well, hey, yes. They, do you remember? We reviewed the film titled 666 PM. That falls in line. Yeah. Yeah, that falls in line. Paranormal investigators and a comedy. So... Yeah, there there are some films and movies out there, TV shows that have the same premise, but Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, these guys deliver. Uh, When it's comedy, it's comedy. When it's horror, it's really good stuff. So they have another project in the works. This is a horror comedy. It's in production. It's directed by Crispian Mills and is titled Slaughterhouse Rules and it's a satirical uh, comedy horror set in the UK and Simon Pegg stated the following quote it's about fracking as well and that unleashed some awful subterranean demon unquote so it's it's one of those films that provides side commentary about the issues of fracking which is just it destroys the earth when you are mining minerals and this demon comes out. Hey, that's pretty cool. I like that. Check this out, Stacy. You remember the quote for Edge of Tomorrow where he said that he doesn't care if the movie's good or not? Yes. But check out, look at the difference here. Simon Pegg states this about his upcoming tv series truth seekers he said quote, i'd rather have a lot less money and make a film or a tv series and have a great time doing it than putting it through a million processes and people you don't know and you don't respect creatively unquote you 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 understand where he's coming from with that right yes I do do you see the difference that's like night and day
2: yeah yeah and I, I have to agree with him um, you know the, the quote from from uh, uh, oh from Edge of Tomorrow was just yeah like no it, 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 it immediately like lost my vote
1: exactly because and this no sounds concern. like you know a guy who actually cares. Exactly, exactly. So he, hey, I would rather watch a film or a television show from Simon Pegg because I'm. He states so right there. He's putting his passion. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if he's winning uh, millions of dollars. He's putting his passion out there. That's what you have to do as a filmmaker.
2: Exactly.
1: Hey. Let me tell you, some people are in it for the money, other people are in it for the legacy. And you have to to decide what you want.
0: Kyan and Shipka cast in Netflix's Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
2: A new Sabrina the Teenage Witch series is set to premiere in 2018. The official title of the project has yet to be announced and the official premiere date also has yet to be announced. The Netflix original series will star Kiernan Shipka as Sabrina Spellman. The Synopsis. The series reimagines the origin and adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a dark coming-of-age story that traffics in horror, the occult, and of course witchcraft. Tonally in the vein of Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist, This adaptation finds Sabrina wrestling to reconcile her dual nature, half-witch, half-mortal, while standing against the evil forces that threaten her, her family, and the daylight world humans inhabit. Sabrina Spellman is an empowered young woman, half-human, half-witch, who is just beginning her dark education as a sorceress even as she tries to maintain a normal life as a sophomore at Baxter High. Intelligent, compassionate, and brave to the point of recklessness, Sabrina is all that stands between us and the forces of darkness that threaten our world. The Netflix original series is based on the Archie comics graphic novel, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The production team will include Roberto Aguera, Sakasa, Berlanti Productions, Warner Bros. TV, Runner Brothers TV, and Lee Talon Krieger, who were all on board with the Riverdale production. It will air 20 episodes over two seasons. Uh, Kim, what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, I I was never a fan of the sabrina the teenage witch tv series i found the comedic element to be just too sitcom ish that's i know that's not a word but it's just that had that sitcom vibe if i wanted to watch something like that i would watch uh i don't know something else anyway uh to see a dark reimagination of this character i'm all in it especially when they infuse the witchcraft and the human dynamic in which she is in conflict between being both of these entities that is cool they should have done that instead of a talking cat didn't they have a talking cat i don't remember yeah yeah they did have a talking cat i
2: believe so i haven't watched sabrina the teenage witch in years like last time i seen it it was uh melissa joan hart who was sabrina so
1: long ago yeah i'm looking forward to this just just for that alone the dark portrayal of this character and as you mentioned is based on a series of comics uh that also project sabrina in this dark tone
0: Pretty cool. True Detective Season 3 won't arrive until 2019. So this next segment
1: is talking about HBO's and their introduction, their presentation of True Detective. I have one have not seen True Detective in its full context. I've only seen a few episodes from season one, have not seen season two. So here's the news. True Detective will begin principal photography next month, February. However, there's some bad news to that, and that is that True Detective season 3 will not air on HBO until 2019. Creator, showrunner, and writer Nick Pizzolatto will direct season 3 alongside Jeremy Solnier. Pisolaro also wrote the entire season three minus one episode with his co-writer David Milch. Now True Detective is an anthology series that blends crime drama psychological thriller each season presents different actors and as I stated even though I haven't seen this series I can say that it has garnered much interest and also has a large following of fans however during my research I did notice that season 2 got mixed reviews but I am uncertain if that's anything to do with the performances of the actors or the storyline itself and stacy have you seen true detective heard about it no (laughs) that was Um, a no
2: i I have i've heard of it but no i have not seen
1: it you just mentioned woody harrison woody harrison wasn't true detective Shame, shame. I guess you're not such a big Woody <laughs> Harrison fan. I I am
2: a fan of Woody <laughs> Harrison. I'm not going to say I've seen all of his, uh, you know, all of his works, but I do love Woody Harrison. But then again, you know, I'm not really that big on TV shows. Like, I've been trying to catch up on TV shows <laughs> slowly but surely.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm in the same way here. And season 1 had Woody Harrison and also Matthew McConaughey. So, you know Matthew McConaughey, he is very he's diverse. He could do action, drama, comedy, what have you. And so can Woody Harrison. But I'm in the same boat as you Stacy. I I would say I haven't seen True Detective because even I think i've watched like three episodes of season one that's not saying much right there
0: trailer first impressions asylum of fear is there some kind of evil
3: presence in this building something that wants to do us harm
2: do they want us to leave
3: we're standing here at the Walsham Psychiatric Institute. We've heard some pretty interesting stories about a violent doctor spirit roaming the building, who refuses to let anyone step foot in here ever since his own mental breakdown.
1: And our first segment four, our trademark trailer first impressions segment we're going to be discussing asylum of fear and according to indb it released on the 9th of january 2018 the synopsis reads as follows when a team of paranormal investigators is hired to inspect a soon-to-be demolished mental institution they discover horrifying clues that revealed the cause of a violent massacre by an insane doctor in the 1960s The film is directed by Craig Deering and is co-written by Craig Deering, Karen Deering, and Alan Murphy So Stacy, what were your opinions on this film? Uh, I mean, what were your opinions on this trailer? what struck out to you as that uh, really jumped out from this trailer
2: Um, I, I guess I would have to say the suspense really it looks uh, very suspenseful
1: you know what really jumped out for me <laughs> don't laugh the the <laughs> <laughs> You're already laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: you can't say don't, <laughs>
3: don't laugh. <laughs> if you say don't laugh, you're going to laugh. That's... exactly... <laughs> well, if you look at IMDb, the, it's classified as a horror mystery thriller. <laughs> but watching the trailer, I was just... I was laughing. And it was because of the acting but <laughs> well, yeah
2: that I was gonna
1: say it definitely wasn't the acting that stood out to me <laughs> <laughs> that's what stood out to me was the acting it's just it, the performance; just they didn't convey fear they didn't convey hey we're in a haunted place um, shit is going down uh, we gotta do something they were just so robotic and that's mm-hmm. does that bother you when you watch a, a horror film and they seem so robotic like uh, hello give me something to work with here
2: <laughs> it does it actually aggravates me it aggravates my soul <laughs> i it actually I- that <laughs> said when you're watching a horror movie <laughs> And you remember that, well, that one movie wasn't really a horror movie, but I remember that movie Counterclockwise and I kept seeing how the guy's face was just so like stuck in one position and no matter what was going on, his face was just the same expression. And I was just like, <laughs> I was laughing because it's was like, dude, I hate it when I'm watching a horror movie and the acting is just like, it's, it's just like, no, it does not fit the situation
1: at all it's so pitiful pitiful (laughs) well the trailer I have to give them props they didn't delve into so much of the plot you know just to give the viewer some interest but the cinematography is also kind of shady there I would have to watch the film to see if it was that bad uh, uh, cinematography wise with the story how many times have we seen the same thing uh, paranormal investigators they go into an abandoned hospital or an abandoned house or an abandoned wherever and they come across ghosts uh, it does not seem original to me
0: Flay I think someone tried to kill me tonight <laughs>
1: There was a small burst of unexplainable sudden deaths, usually with people that either knew each other or were affiliated somehow.
0: Well, okay. Okay.
3: But the only problem is, is they weren't crimes.
0: But they, they could have been.
3: Well, we can only go off what we know. And none of them point to someone.
2: Play. Is a drama fantasy horror directed by Eric Pham. Matthew Daly writes the script. The cast stars Violet Bean, L. Lamont, A. Michael Baldwin, and Dalton E. Gray. The synapses after the death of her mother and a strange daughter struggles to save her brother and those around her from a malevolent, faceless spirit. Uh, now, okay, when I first watched the uh, trailer for Flay, um, at, like, at, at first when I watched it, I thought it was, like, tied into Slenderman. And I'm like, well, no, maybe not, because this seems highly different. But then it actually says, you know, like, part of the whole Slender, Slenderman legend. Um, and then I'm just like, ah. Oh. Now, you know how much I love the Slenderman legend, and I'm just like, oh, great. But here again, I'm like, another Slenderman movie or another Slenderman, you know, whatever. And I don't know if I don't think this really caught my attention like the previous uh, Slenderman movie that's coming out, the one uh, trailer that we've seen recently. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I got the same vibe, well, and that's why I, I assigned this one to you guys. I know you love Slenderman, uh, so I knew Flay would be up your alley, but when I watched the trailer, I got the same vibe, I, okay, this is has to do with Slenderman, how, and in what way? It just didn't vibe that way with me either, it seems off something's off with the film it just doesn't blend with the whole slender man context
2: yeah i agree and doesn't it also like this character in this uh film doesn't he look like kind of uh similar to is it uh alto and let's play dead girl
1: yes yes it the- does.
2: I thought
1: it was just me. I'm like, oh, it was kind of similar. Yes, well, Slender Man has that—he f- doesn't have a face, and he looks. Uh, you know what? I would like to know where Slender Man gets his suits from, because he's he's dressing kind of sharp for a, a spooky-looking character. <laughs> I mean what is it an armani suit or something like that i mean that's pretty right. cool <laughs> or or i wonder if keanu reeves is his, uh they you know they probably know each other because that's the same suit keanu reeves wore in uh the matrix oh,
2: and uh the matrix and
1: constantine <laughs> And and also, what's that new movie he's out in? That he's the the hitman type guy. Yeah, same suit. It must they must share the same tailor? Yeah, it
2: must
3: be. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you see, it, leave it up to me. I point out these little things to you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god What? That is the same
1: suit. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh. Slenderman. <laughs>
2: right (laughs) well uh, yeah yeah.
1: well Sony already postponed slash cancelled their release for Slenderman so that eliminates that film now we have Flay which seems to be a indie release it has that indie vibe to it if not maybe we'll see it in cinemas but it's kind of off it doesn't fall into that Slenderman-type thing that we all expect it to be.
2: I didn't think so either. Uh, looking at the trailer, I was like, oh, well, this now this looks different. But then when it saw, you know, Slenderman, I was like, oh, no. Like, I love, I love the Slenderman Legend, but come on. <laughs> Give us something else here. Like, the last Slenderman trailer really caught my interest, and I can't wait for that.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm on the fence still with that. Uh, only because I enjoyed the trailer because they didn't show Slender Man. That's that's a plus. Yeah. But as I pointed out, it was just an all Caucasian cast, which, to me, in this time, in this era, you should have diversity. You should have Latinos, Asians, African Americans, diverse cast. Why does it have to be all Caucasian? That's what turns me off. That's one thing right there. And Sony canceling slash postponing the release. Hey, whenever the whenever a production company does that, that's telling you something. It must mean, hey, we know this movie's shitty. We're not going to admit it's shitty. but let's just postpone it until January where all the shitty movies come ah. out. <laughs>
2: gotta love january
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just surprised that uh so many movies that have potential are shown in january like let's say underworld i i don't like underworld but if if it wouldn't if they would have released it in Let's say May, it would have made some money. Resident Evil? The Alice movie? It, if they wanted more money, they would have put it in May as well. But they don't believe in it. That's what they put it. Um, have you seen Insidious? I have. The the latest one. The the key, the last key, some shit like that. Yeah, well I I
2: haven't I've only seen the first movie, honestly. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the rest of them
1: okay see that's another example right there insidious the last one it released in january Uh, you see (coughs) well anyway i'm gonna give flay a pass but i'm i'm definitely gonna contact for for his tailor yeah that's some that's a nice suit right there caller ID. In our next segment, uh, we're going to be discussing caller ID according to INDB. Cola ID released on the 15th of January 2018. The synopsis reads as follows. A sci-fi conspiracy thriller based on real phone messages and testimonials from victims of mind control technology. The film is directed by Eric Zimmerman and is co-written by Nick Jam Kusin and Eric Zimmerman the trailer is short but it it gets to the point now for some watching this trailer may not get the gist of what the film is about reading the synopsis does provide some more information I my interest is peaked. I think based on the trailer it looks like it's a found footage slash documentary style I despise found footage I think that's like the shittiest form of filmmaking Uh, and Stacy you made a great point earlier in this podcast even though this genre is in my opinion this is my opinion shitty you do have some good found footage films that surface but there are few, right? That's that's my opinion. Cola ID has a good context. Stacy, have you heard of mind control technology?
2: No. Actually, no,
1: I take that back. Yes, I have, I've heard of it. Right. And they this is if you uh, If you're interested, and this goes across the board, yourself or anyone listening, VICE, V-I-C-E, they have a very good episode on YouTube about target individuals. Now, these are people who think that they are being followed, that they're being harassed, and uh, sometimes they find implants in their bodies and the, the idea is that it's the government that is putting that inside of them or just harassing them. And this, these are people across the globe from the UK and here in America, in the US. So when you hear of a shooting, let, let's say, for example, that shooting that happened in Las Vegas, the the whole idea is that these individuals are under mind control that they did not commit the crime yes it was them but they were influenced by mind control technology that something took over their body and they commit these crimes sometimes the crime is covered a they get killed or they kill themselves so that's the mind blown aspect of this film Well, what do you think about that, Stacey?
2: Um. Well, this trailer um, for Call ID it it confused me in a good way. <laughs> um. It, <laughs> I watched. I was like, Wait, what? What just happened here? And um. So that alone makes me want to watch the movie.
1: Yeah. So, what did you find confusing?
2: Just the whole trailer is, I mean, it's very fast paced. And I mean, unless you read the synopsis, you don't really know what it's about. It's like it's just a bunch of uh, clips shown, just a bunch of clips flashing out at you, you know. Right. So yeah
1: without the synopsis i'd be like okay i am totally lost here and strangely as soon as i watched the trailer that's the first thing that came to mind was that show that vice, and i just mentioned the targeted individuals i'm like oh they've actually made a film about this but you know what really turned me off from this trailer the part that they say based on blah 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 I hate it when films do that based on a true story, based on real events. What real and events? And they don't
2: really be based on anything.
1: Right. Exactly. Like Texas Chainsaw, based on true story. Like whose true story? Yeah,
2: that know? didn't get the true story right at all. Like the only thing that probably got right was like the farmhouse. <laughs> Other than that, it's like seriously, no.
1: Yeah. So. That. Yeah. That did not happen right i just i feel that marketing tactic is so played out that every time that i see that on a trailer it just turns me off like no
2: yeah so it's false advertising and like actually a good example uh the film i'm watching the devil's whale um now earlier in the film it said you know based on true events and the place is actually called devil's whale But I go do research. You know how I like to do research uh, while watching the film or afterwards, just to be able to tie in, you know, the true story in with the, art, with, with the film review and everything. I couldn't find nothing on it. And what I did find about Devil's Well was in another country. I think it was uh, in China or something. I'm like, seriously? How do you just go saying this is based on true events and everything? it's
1: but it's not yeah I have to agree it's it's false advertising unless you are providing let's say you're the official website of the film if you're providing evidence okay this happened like let's say Slenderman <clears throat> excuse me Slenderman we all know is based on true events of uh, some girls they committed a crime because they read too much creepypasta and they killed one of their friends. It's based on a true story. You could weave a story off of that. But yeah, I agree. If it's not related at all, don't say that. No, it's just a turnoff. No. That's like w- looking at a Tinder profile and you see all these good things about your match. But when you meet the girl or guy and you're like, wait a second, uh, you said you're a bodybuilder. But yet you cannot lift a a, a cup of coffee. Come on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> no, it's no good. Not that I go on Tinder or anything. No, but I'm just making a reference here.
1: <laughs> oh damn! That's a false advertising.
2: Yeah, I I I hate it. I, because whenever I see based on true events or based on true story, I'm like excited I'm all the way excited and then when I do research and nothing comes up it's like are you serious
1: uh, nah. <clears throat> uh-uh. <Yeah. clears throat> not for me but as, as I mentioned even though it says based on actual phone messages I'm going to conduct research on my own and see what type of phone messages this uh the the writers are referring to but i stay. it has to do with targeted individuals and it it fits perfectly because at one scene you see a, a woman with her eye her eyes bloody and stuff like that that that's bugged out and for people to actually say that they're being targeted by the government or mind control uh assassins doing shootings and you see the news and they are profile, they are average citizen, and all of a sudden they get a weapon and start shooting people. It just makes you wonder, is it actually true? Uh, Is this mind control program actually happening and we don't know about it? Mind blown.
0: The Midnight Man. Five seconds left. Four, Four. Three. Two. One. Time's up.
2: He's coming.
3: Get back in the circle quick! Help me! No! Your grandma never let us
0: come up here that much when we were little. Hey, what do you think of this?
2: <clears throat> the Midnight Man is a comedy horror thriller directed by Aitor Yuribari, Kamal Mu, writes the script. The cast stars Ken Foree, Wendy Weldon, Tommy Day Carey and Tony D. Sesh. The synopsis hoping to fix their dysfunctional marriage a couple travels to an isolated mountain cabin to work out their problems. But the one problem they didn't anticipate is the maniac, the maniac trying to kill them. Um now when i saw this trailer i felt like the midnight man looks very familiar like any other boogeyman movie out here but i mean it also looks good at the same time what do you think about it Kim?
1: i agree i agree it just had that uh bloody mary type thing going with it along with countless other boogeyman films like, like you've mentioned and it it makes me laugh because I see an INDB the, next to the writer's name it states based on an original screenplay uh, if we have seen movies with the same type of antagonist and plot I don't think that defines it as original <laughs> that's just my opinion uh, yeah yeah, the, talk about false advertising. That's false advertising. Um, yeah, but I I like the visuals. I enjoy the visuals, and the uh, that really stuck out with me, and the acting. It did not seem that generic B movie type of acting. Hey, you even have Lynn Shane. She's in this. She's like the queen of. Horror films, though she's in practically oh, yeah. every horror film,
2: and also um, Robert England. And it's really weird because in IMDb they're not they're not stating you know Lin Shaye or Robert England in here, but they are in the trailer.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you so know
2: that, what? That's kind of that's actually weird. Like, yeah, that's weird. And actually, in the uh, cast and IMDB, it only states like a handful of actors
3: that, you know,
2: like the kids that were also in the trailer, they're not stating they're not listing them in the cast list on here.
1: Well, I see that there is an error there. The they have two. Well, no, they have three midnight man movies they have 2017 they have 2016. oh this is one of those cases that the there's Uh multiple there's different movies with the same title
2: and i'm hoping i didn't choose the wrong one (laughs) because Uh, i mean 2017 i thought i'm like okay that sounds like the one because it's more i mean I am like, too, actually,
1: you know what? That yeah. is the wrong trailer. Uh, no, the Uh-oh. right trailer. The Uh-oh. different movie. There we go. There yeah, we go. okay. Right,
2: okay. So that was the right trailer, but it's okay. It's a different movie. So,
1: right. So. Okay. It's yes. right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You see? And yeah. this is a perfect example of how, let's say, someone who is not into horror they'll look for the midnight man and they'll come across a totally different movie give it a bad review but they watched the wrong film you know what i'm saying
2: yeah because so actually okay to update the director (laughs) of the midnight man is travis zaruni okay writers are co-written by rob kennedy and the cast stars logan run robert england grayson gabrielle and emily hayne all right yeah <laughs> the update there right yeah there I'm you go you're like let's like, i'm gonna update, update. <laughs> that was cool
3: that was cool like wait a second i'm gonna update this shit <laughs> right
2: okay
1: well <laughs> you see hey and that happens all the time there's so many movies with the same title
2: yeah
1: why and then there one is 2016 one is 2017 like for real this yeah, it says
2: 2016 released in canada yeah okay yeah well when i saw i was like okay it has to be 2017 because that right? would be the more like up-to-date one i'm like so that's probably went ahead with that. but then i'm looking like wait a minute this doesn't look right <laughs> wow <laughs> okay
1: wow yeah perfect we just pointed out how the unoriginality that does happen in indie horror films <clears throat> it happens I'm looking at well uh, basically I am interested to see this film just with the cinematography alone I, I just enjoy that vibe that spookiness to it and as I mentioned the acting looks polished so yeah it, it has my vote thank you for tuning in to dk mag podcast season six and this was episode 13. wow time certainly flies episode 13 my name is Ken Artuz, your host, founder for DK Mag. My co-host this evening was
2: Stacy Cox, staff correspondent for DK Mag. We're on Stitcher. Be sure to rate and review DK Mag on Stitcher, rating and review, and help us rank.
1: And our podcast could be found on Google Music and iTunes, Spotify if you have a google home device which i do all you have to do is say okay google play dk mag podcast and my google device is going crazy now no do not play the podcast no turn off okay there you go okay so visit our website dkmag.com d-e-c-a-y-m-a-g.com and follow us across social networking platforms under the same name at dkmag.